and they're like, oh, it could be six months, could be a year, could be two years. And I'm like, well, I only have a year left in the Marine Corps. So I get out, my natural EAS date is 2022 December. So I literally have exactly about a year. So, or it could be in three months. So there's like, yeah, you know, just plan accordingly. Plan accordingly. What do you want supposed to do? Welcome in, cool people. Welcome back to Almost Cool. Uh, this is Jordan over here. Uh, there is a Martin over there somewhere out in the ether, but this is a pre-recorded or a post-recorded intro because we kind of lost our <laughs> intro in some technical difficulties. Um, so yeah, without further ado, welcome into the show. Uh, this week we have a really special guest, a really good friend of mine, Chris Piper. If you've listened to the show, you've heard me bring up his name a trillion different times. He's one of my good friends. Uh, really great conversation, and I'm really excited for y'all to listen to it. So, let's get into it. And welcome back. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. So, yeah, we got, like, I think a grand total of a minute and 15 seconds into this recording. <laughs> And then the technical difficulties uh, played their way through. Thank you, Uncle Sam, and your shoddy Wi-Fi. I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, coming through. Young homie Chris Piper in the house. Um, Marty over there, who unfortunately can't stay for the whole episode, but he's at least going to say hello to everyone. Yeah, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to like Ooh, just completely dish out, you know? <laughs> Oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. Totally but, my uh, fault, but whatever. <laughs> no, there's no one's fault, man. Dude. It's my f- it's my fault for being friends with you in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. Choose <laughs> better friends, Jordan. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so usually, usually – God, we haven't had a guest on in a hot little second, and so I'm still <laughs> – Usually we just kind of jump into it. And after this, never again. It's, it's so, it's so funny. Yeah. Scrap. Chris Piper scratched off the list. But no, man. So, uh, just while Martin's here, um, typically we do like to have people kind of introduce themselves, give us a little bit of backstory and what they got going on, um, just so you know they can paint the picture of you while you're blasting your voice through their ear holes, you know, <laughs> as weird of a phrase as that is. That's fair. Um, but man, tell the world, or at least the, uh, at least Korea who loves us, tell <laughs> Korea. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Shout out South Korea. We're like one of the top podcasts in Korea, apparently. A win's a win. A, a win's, win's a win. win. <laughs> <laughs> a win's a win. You got traded k-pop for almost cool my <laughs> gosh <laughs> yeah dude introduce yourself give everybody a little little icebreaker a little taste let, let them know. i'm just kidding all right no i'm chris taste. piper um <laughs> from new Orleans, louisiana went to school in uh, laplace lived a bunch of places joined the marine corps in 2014 been in it ever since and i'm getting out soon which is kind of the theme of this episode um 
Hell yeah. And I'm real big on mental health in general, but especially um, men's mental health because I feel like, you know, not enough guys talk about it. And I love Almost School Podcast. Love all the concept. Love the two guys that, that run it. Um, awesome, awesome guys. Awesome, awesome podcast. Listen to it all the time. And especially on road trips because it passes time so much faster. And I get to think about things, but not alone. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Neat. Wonderful. You have such a, like a, a smooth, gentle voice, Chris. Like it's like it's like yeah, NPR my... on the other side right now. <laughs> I, I love it. It's so nice when I'm teaching them. <laughs> <laughs> my students always falling asleep because I serenade them with my voice. It's like whoa, it's very white here. Serenade them. <laughs> very <laughs> got the smooth. Oh lord, dude. Honestly, you do have a great like. <laughs> this isn't a. I was going like you know the 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 insult you have a great radio face you really do have like <laughs> you got a great just radio voice dude like I can hear you like doing America's top four he's like welcome back everybody you're no Casey Kasem <laughs> fuck Ryan Seacrest get him out of there he's been doing it for far too long you're listening to the Sweat Hotel I'm just kidding this copyright <laughs> copyright problem just kidding almost cool podcast. <laughs> I just want you to read me like everybody oh, poops. <laughs> Bro, you could make a killing. You could make a killing like doing voiceovers for Audible. Yeah. Bro, you should hit them up about that, man. Yeah, I will. I'll make up for, for the technical Yeah, he's just going to call him up, right? <laughs> <laughs> just call him up. They'll hire Tomorrow. you on yeah, the spot. <laughs> I'll be hey, like, hello, my name Piper. is Chris. They'll be like, hired. Hired. <laughs> exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> It'll be great, dude. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> but no, like I – so Piper and I have been friends for a very long time. Uh, I think he is just really one of the most genuine people I've ever met. Uh, he's one of those people that even though like, – I think we both moved away – at the same time, like where where were you first stationed at? Like when you joined the Marines, uh, Okinawa, you Japan. Oh yeah, so Damn, it's a bit cool. farther than me. I only went to, I only went to Kentucky, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Piper and I like we have like very close mutual friends as well. So Kenny, whenever Piper's in town, me, Kenny, and Piper will just do some things to forget our entire engagement with one another. Right? <laughs> but counterintuitive, like, but it works. Very counterintuitive. Like, we'll go out. Like, that's all we know about it. We don't know any details. <laughs> but uh, another person is that uh, Chris is also pretty close with Michael Penn, and if you listen to the show, you know how important Michael Penn was to me and how big of an influence he was on me, getting me out of my shell, just being a he was like a a a role model that was my age seeing how he carried himself and how he was able to just be his genuine self and not putting up a front for everyone and when i saw that people love that i was like holy shit like i don't have to pretend in front of people i can really just be jordan fucking hooter over here <laughs> and J-Dog. Doggone it, people like me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, old J-Dog. But, I don't know. I'm really I'm really excited. I'm really pumped to have you on. Uh, like we were saying at the very beginning, we've been trying to do this for, or talking about it for a long time. Yeah. 
And for the last couple of weeks, we've been going into maximum overdrive, trying to like ordering you a mic, <laughs> getting you set up, doing test runs. And none of that matters. Going through our first, <laughs> going through our first technical difficulty together. So that's, <laughs> that's great. And also, it's so, it's so wild to me that like through this podcast, like my Louisiana people and my Kentucky people are meeting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, I never that's true. in my, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that Chris Piper. And Marty would <laughs> be sitting in with me having a conversation. Like I never thought that would ever Man, happen. You have great taste, and amen. it's just, amen. dude, you're not wrong. I really do. I really do. <laughs> yeah, to be so awkward, you you have met some really good people, man. <laughs> dude, I'm really picky, man. What a reach around. I'm really picky. <laughs> <laughs> I know I reached around, scratched my own shoulder on that. <laughs> to play it cool. <laughs> no, man, I'm I'm ridiculously picky who I like to really keep in my life these days, and so good job, fellas, you made the cut. And so <laughs> that's just I don't know. Yeah, I was a walk on, man. man. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was a walk on. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, like we said, Martin's got to be heading out um, in a few minutes. So I would love if we kind of jumped to today's topic because I do want to hear what Martin has to say about it. Just because I know that he's gone through this a bit in this last year, especially uh, making his second cross country move. Oh, God. Um, cross country, but, you know, a few states away move. Just kind of yeah. leaving everything behind and starting anew. But, uh, pipe. Let's hear it, man. What's uh, yeah, introduce the topic for us this week, bro? Right today, we're gonna pipe be up. talking about transitioning, um, moving, uh, starting a new career, maybe uh, relocating, all that kind of stuff like that, and just what goes into it. Kind of the mental strain that you kind of put on yourself, and then having like people say like too many options is a good thing, but also sometimes it can be detrimental. Um, you don't make a decision at all. Um, so just going through that process and kind of trying to figure out what's the best move. Um, but sometimes you won't know the best move. You have to make a move. So that's kind of difficult to, to swallow sometimes. You're not wrong. Dude, You're I not wrong. that's exactly what I did. I feel like when I decided to move to Philadelphia, because it, it, fe- it, fe- it felt really impulsive. Like, I remember I had a – me and my girlfriend broke up. It was a traumatic experience for me. And like two weeks later, I was like, "All right, who wants to move to Philly?" <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my my roommates, like, you know, during quarantine, we've we've kind of brainstormed about moving out, but it it never came. It was always like that dream question, like it, you know, it's the same vibe as like, "What if we win the lottery?" You know, conversations like that. Mm. And um, and uh, but I was like, "All right, dude, I got to get out." Like that was my last. That was a straw that broke the camel's back. And I was not in a good place, and I was like, I gotta get out. So I, I made it in. <laughs> I never even visited Philly before I came, like moved here. I was like, first day in Philly was the day I was moving in. And I was like, like you were Whoa. saying, I, fe- I felt like Shit. I had that, that I had so many options, but I also didn't know if that was a good thing or not. And I had all these things that were new and exciting, and I was like, oh. But also, I wasn't in the best emotional state in the in the move. So like, I was, you know, I was sad when I moved, and then I got here, and I didn't have you know, a life built yet. So I was like, oh shit, like went down in the spiral even more for the first couple of months. That, that transition was, I thought was going to be so fun, like exciting to drive up here. We're all like, hell yeah, man. Like this is new. Like we're, we're going to change our lives. 
And then we got here, and all of us were like, "Why are we depressed?" <laughs> like, it was, it was hard, man. It was like, didn't you, you move a... in? Didn't you move in during a blizzard? Yeah, <laughs> like it was snowing out. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like a foot of snow on the ground. <laughs> we, were ca- we were moving couches and beds and all that stuff in the middle of this snowstorm. It was like it was rough for that first Just little high day, kneeing. But... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't break the table. It's yeah, broken. The table. <laughs> it was it was like it really took a a toll on me emotionally. I really didn't expect it to. Like I I don't know. I I've always been that kid like went off to summer camp and uh like worked jobs over the summer where I was away and then I went to an out of state school and I I felt like I just bounced around had that lifestyle of just kind of like home is, you know, not necessarily like you know where i lived it was like where i you know where i felt right and i i don't know i just got i thought it was going to be a great move and it and it is and it was it ended up working out i'm loving life but to get to the point i'm now i was i was in the hole for a while i was like oh man i gotta i gotta do something to crawl out of this bitch and <laughs> get myself on my feet again and <laughs> i don't know it was i, I th- like of course i have friends and family and everything to help but in those situations, I was alone. I had my friends around me, but I felt like I was in a new environment, new city, new life, new job, new everything. I was starting afresh, you know, starting fresh. So I felt alone a lot of it, which is why, you know, I kept a lot of things to myself and stayed in my room a lot. But I, I don't know. And I definitely wasn't yeah. healthy, but I didn't know any other way. <laughs> I was just like, ah, I might as well just ride this baby out. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Did you, got, did you have any of those? kind of feelings moving out like going like going to the marines and stuff like well yes and no um i knew i always wanted to be in some cop some type of service whether it be emt or or police a police officer i always wanted to be a police officer i loved fire trucks and ambulances growing up um which now looking back thinking about it i just always wanted to be a part of the worst days of people's lives Right, because fires suck. Damn. If you call it an ambulance, you're probably not having a good day. And if police are there, it's probably not a good thing either. Um, <laughs> but I wanted, I always wanted to help people. <laughs> um, and I, I was supposed to go to uh, EMT school before I went to boot camp. Um, and Delgado was like, "By the time you finish the program, you won't be able to get your NAS certification, so it's kind of pointless." And I was like, "Well." tits yeah um so uh i called my recruiter and i was like yo wyd big head and um shout out to staff sergeant Vitali. um but he was like yo i'll figure something out and then we had a program uh like a little get together whatever with all the stations and the head guys came down it was like who can do who can do um more than certain amount of pull-ups and i was like me and we had to hop on the pull-up bar and and I bumped out like 17 pull-ups, um, and he was like, "All right, you're in." Humble brag. Yeah, he's like, "All right, you're in." Um, well, the max was 20, so I was like not at the max, but I was above average, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. At that time, mm-hmm. standards have changed. But anyway, so um, I was like, "I want to be, I want to be now, infantry." Baby. And my mom was like, "What's that?" And he was like, "Well, this is what it is." She's like, "Absolutely not." And I was 17, <laughs> so she wasn't signing for that. She was like, "No, something right. else." And I was like, right. well, "Hmm." So I wound up being a motor T. I'm a 35-31. I'm an operator, which is better than mechanics. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so that's how I became motor T, and I've loved every every bit of it. I love my job. I love the Marine Corps. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, the military kind of forces you to be okay with change, if that makes sense. So that's like a superpower, I guess. Yeah. You don't get to pick where you live or how long you stay there. Um, and then one night you could be one place and the next night you could be another place. So it's kind of like, and then growing up, I was used to moving a lot. Like Joy may remember me having to like move back to New Orleans and drive to school and different yep. like that. So I was always used to moving and being kind of unstable, right? Like you were talking about mm-hmm. the kind of that stability thing. Um, yeah. But the military does help with that, but also exhaust you because at some point you kind of want to have a place that is your place. You know what I mean? Um, right. So, yes, to answer your question, in short, yes, I've had some of those same emotions surrounding uh, moving, but it has been easy because, like, you don't have a choice. <laughs> you do what you're told. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of yeah. forced to yeah. adapt. Yeah. Exactly. Ah, that freedom's a bitch sometimes. Right? Adapt and overcome. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> Adapt and overcome. <laughs> Good lord. So I'm low key. I'm low key going through this still. So as Martin knows, and honestly Piper, as you know as well, like I have been and Allison, we've been trying to move for the last two years now. And even before Allison and I got together, like. I was about to move to St. Louis or I was about to move to Nashville or I was about to move to Austin. Like I had all these big plans and big thoughts and all of a sudden like something got into the way of it. And whether it be natural disasters or family shit or, you know, anything under the sun was just constantly getting in my way of leaving <laughs> New Orleans. Um, I was literally looking for houses in Nashville like last week. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, then Allison and I, we went to one of our friends' place the other night, and as like they just moved into this new spot in Lakeview, and if you don't know Lakeview, like it's really nice. It's the like the neighborhood in between Metairie and New Orleans on like the northern side next to Lake Pontchartrain. Really cool houses, like golf courses, lots of parks and, and shit. Yeah. yeah, golf courses, city parks right there. Like it's really nice, and um. So we're over there, and then as we're leaving, we're just like, dude, if we lived in a spot like this, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't leave. Because, like, it, it's weird. It, it really sucks. It really sucks being from New Orleans sometimes because this is such a great city and an interesting city and a fun city when you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you don't know what to do, there's always, you know, just go outside and you'll find something. But as we leave, we were kind of having this discussion is, do we want to go because we want something new or because we really don't like it here and we want to leave? Mm. And And both is okay. And both is is definitely fine. But I feel like for me, I've always been, because I'm kind of like Martin, like I have a very nomadic personality Mm -hmm. where I just kind of want to be place to place to place. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to stay anywhere too long. That's why I moved to Kentucky. And I stayed there for a year longer than I wanted to, and I was really upset about it. I was about to, like I I was doing this thing where when I first moved back home, I was going on road trips every month just to leave and go find mm-hmm. something new, mm. and just visualizing me living in that spot. Like I would go explore downtowns. I would do apartment tours in every city that I went to by myself, like. Just being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my last day, usually, I'd 
schedule like three of them just so you totally walk around and see. yeah dude you just yeah, go have like a <laughs> like a my crib style with apartments and bro, different cities i spent i spent like four or five days in every place that i went to like i've toured apartments in dallas i've toured apartments in austin i've toured apartments in st louis nashville fucking i haven't been to phoenix i've toured places in fucking um <laughs> Fucking Montana, dude. Like, I'm just like, I went to Missoula one time to go see a friend of mine, and it was absolutely beautiful out there. Montana, underrated. Good job, guys, keeping that a secret. But, like, <laughs> I was, like, I viewed an apartment in Missoula, Montana, just for the fuck of it. Like, yeah. just, just trying to keep all of these millions of options open that you're talking about. The realtor's going to listen to this and be like, what a waste. <laughs> he's, he's got like 99 what Zillow a tease, tabs bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Do you want to see? Hold on, that's why. <laughs> Zillow's like, what's your what's nah, your price range? He's like one thousand dollars to two million. Like, this is not helping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very either or, man. I don't care. I'll live in a box if it's fine, you know. Like, but. <laughs> Although, although I will say, like, touring my places in New Orleans was, like, when I was moving by myself into the city, oh, my God, that month of looking for a house or an apartment to live in, dude, I literally, I toured three places where they had RV sinks in the kitchen, and you could barely fit a bowl in there, dude, <laughs> and, like, I would go into the shower, I, try to hold I walk into the shower, and I'm trying to, like, put my elbows out. And I'm like touching wall to wall. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? And this guy's like, yeah, so it's nine fifty a month. And I said, yeah, I, bet, <laughs> I bet the fuck it is. <laughs> I was like, how is that fucking crack this morning, my friend? It was good, wasn't it? But I'll have what he's having. Jeez. <laughs> Make it too. But, <laughs> but no, man, like I set myself up and I don't even want to say to fail by putting out all these options in front of me. And I'm really excited that like it, <laughs> you like kind of blew my mind just because it's so simple. Just in, you introducing the topic Piper of me not realizing that I set so many like different possibilities in front of myself. And I get <laughs> obvious. I mean, you listen to the show, but I go on at least once a week about this shit that I get so overwhelmed by things mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. That when I have a million things to do, oh, bro, I just clam up and can't make a fucking decision. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'll just roll with what I'm doing. And obviously, that course of action has led me to, you know, having a future wife now. Like, it led me to... And congrats again on that. Like, me, yeah, like, thank you. I appreciate it. But, like, me not being able to make a decision to move, like, allowed me to meet Allison. Which, I'm thankful for that. But... You know, taking away all the pros on that list, like the cons far out seed just by sheer volume mm. of I, I keep I for me, I keep limiting what I can do with myself. Mm. And that being said, like transitions as much as I as much as I love going to new places and shit and as much as I want to live in as many different places as I possibly can. Whenever I, I whenever I think about it, I also think about how much I hate finding a job. Mm. And I'm just like, like even God I was like, dude, man. I hate first days. 
I hate like having to introduce myself to like mm-hmm. large groups of people all at one time who are never going to remember my name, and then it's just going to be awkward, and I'm gonna they're gonna think I'm an asshole for the first month and a half until I finally grow on them, and it's gonna be <laughs> awful. He's like, "Hey, Jason, nice enough. to see you." It's like my name's not <laughs> Jason. It's like, ah. Hello. <laughs> but you don't correct them because you don't you don't correct them because you don't be rude. So you just kind of go by Jason for a week until you get fed up with it. You're like, no, my name's actually Jordan. It was Jared, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Jared. Jared, can you uh, bring this over? It's like, dude, I wanted to say this, you know, my very first day, but my name is Jordan. <laughs> just like I've, I've had those conversations, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Good lord, man. But like, yes. what's for you, pipe? Like. What's on the immediate plate right now? Like, how you said you're leaving uh, the Marines soon, and I've low key talked to you about that over the last couple months. But what's your timeline to have to make all these big decisions for yourself? So, unfortunately, once again, the military does a good job of um, preparing you to not prepare, if that makes perfect sense, right? Um, So, I'm on a medical board right now to be um, medically retired. And with that, um, it goes up to the Navy side because we're Department of the Navy. Um, and I'm on an Army base, so I have to go through Army and VA doctors to send the same oh, information shit. to the Navy doctors so they can make sure that the doctors, that they are doctors, are still doctors and did the doctor thing right. <laughs> so once they verify... Doctorally. Right. Yeah. Once they verify the doctors did the doctor thing, then they'll be like, okay, this dude is actually disabled or medically not qualified to stay in and then at that point Mm -hmm. they'll give me a new eas state which is in the active service and then um i'll be i'll be out and they're like oh it could be six months could be a year could be two years and i'm like well i only have a year left in the marine corps i get out my natural eas date is 2022 december so i literally have exactly about a year so or it could be in three months so there's like yeah you know, just plan accordingly. Plan accordingly. What do you want supposed to do? Oh, really? <laughs> That's a seven-month difference, right? They like, come on. No. <laughs> no, you got like, your bags packed in the corner for. <laughs> They're like, give a give a give a take seven months, you'll be out. Like, mm, you don't you give it. Take seven months. <laughs> like people, people who say like, oh yeah, I have a few things, and then it's like a whole house full of shit. Like that's not a few yeah, things. Yeah. That's, um. So yeah. there. No, you can't. <laughs> they're they're um. <laughs> like you say, my timeline, I have no fucking clue. Good lord. That People live is in boxes. Stressful you live out of boxes, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, stressful, exactly. man. That's very that's uh we had Holy a uh shit. we took a like we took a jump on when we moved up to Philly. We had uh two weeks to I almost mm. think that I don't know which one's worse, uh waiting seven months to move or like you have like just realizing you have to move in like a week or two. Like I I don't know mm. which one's more stressful because I I think waiting around would piss me off so <laughs> just Dude, I'd rather just have... get it over with but I don't know that's he's stressful. about to have both of those things <laughs> right I'm about to have... he's waiting around he's waiting around now <laughs> and then in like in June they're gonna be like you need to be out in three days pal like right <laughs> you should get out and it's like wait a you minute got the... <laughs> you got worse you got the worst of both worlds. <laughs> Right. Like, you know, Holy people shit. say, be careful what you ask for, and, like, somebody always has it worse. And I'm that guy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> this boy's grass is dead on the other right. side, bro. Like, <laughs> no green here. If you're busy watering your own grass, you can't see your neighbor's grass. Like, I can see his grass, and his grass looks great. 
You know, because I don't have grass to water. I have pebbles. I have pebbles over here. (laughs) But no, the bright bright side of me being medically retired at 25 or 26, depending on when when it comes, right? My birthday's in May. (laughs) When it happens. Whenever it happens. I'll I'll get paid the rest of my life in the VA, which is nice, right? To sit on my fucking ass. Hell yeah. Well, not sit on my ass. I earned it. I earned it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I won't be actively doing anything to to get that money every month, Um, which is nice. Thank you, taxpayers, including myself. You're welcome. Um, no, yeah. Kudos. <laughs> Are you excited? Um, Are you excited getting I'm I'm elated. Yes, I'm very very excited. <laughs> like you said that whole 2 weeks thing, if they told me like tomorrow, like Monday I went to work and they were like, "Yo, you got your shit back. You got to be out in 2 weeks." I'd be like, "No problem. I can be out tomorrow." And I'd get a U-Haul <laughs> and I'd live out of the U-Haul. I'd live out yep. of the U-Haul for that week. You know what I mean? Cuz I'm just ready to I'm ready to mm-hmm. move on. I'm ready for the transition, which is another part of like the topic. It's like like Jordan said, he's been wanting to move for two years, so he's ready for the transition. He's ready to move, but like something just keeps stopping him. Um, so when you're ready for that transition and you can't, that I think that's tough too. You know, preparing for it. And like I'm applying for jobs, and I got a resume. I got a, a, one government resume. And I got a civilian resume because we have to do both. Um, right. And I'm applying for these jobs, and they're like, uh, well, we can't really hire you because we don't know when we'll be able to hire you. Hire you. Right. Yeah. So when I get out. I won't have a job right away. So hopefully my VA benefits kick in on time. Otherwise I'll be moneyless. Yeah. Um, Jeez, man. But, and I, and, and I'm, I'm not moving back to Louisiana for the same reason Jordan hasn't moved from Louisiana because you, once you <laughs> go to New Orleans, you kind of don't leave. Um, you kind of yeah. don't leave, man. Like the few people. It's the best place to retire. Right. The few people that had, like, after <laughs> Katrina, a bunch of people, like, left and took their female money and, like, relocated and never been back. My yep. aunt's one of those people. She lives in Tucson, Arizona. But, like, the rest of my family, she's the only one that left with the money she had. And she lives in, like, pretty much like a mansion now on top of the hill and has her own business running, like, home health stuff. She's, like, a nurse and shit. So she's really doing really well for herself, you know what I mean? And she couldn't have done that, yeah. I don't think, in New Orleans because of just the environment sometimes. Um, Dude, that's an that is another thing. I'm really glad you brought that up. Uh Allison and I, we bitch about this all the time where New Orleans you either start at the bottom and just don't move or you come here at the top and you don't move. Yeah. Like it's so hard to come up in this city. Yeah. It's such a such a service industry kind of it. It's a tourist city. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. our whole business plan as a city is just get everybody as drunk and fat as possible with food. That's why we have like like more restaurants per capita than New York City. Right. That's then, why we mm-hmm. have like all these And then distract them with shit. music. And then distract them with music in between. Mm-hmm. Like don't get me wrong, it's great. I love and it. like like the transition of me leaving New Orleans for Kentucky, where I spent that summer just being an absolute degenerate because <laughs> I finally could. Uh, and going, I remember going to all my first shows of bands I've been wanting to see forever. I remember like sneaking into the bars. I remember d- sneaking in. It was just like, hey, come on in. Sneaking in the front door. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Uh, this is one of our patented. Uh, tangent on a tangent right here uh <laughs> me and kenny were 18 or we were 17 and his cousin was working the door for a strip club and he got us into our first strip club <laughs> and got us 
hammered at 70 years Damn. old. Damn. Hell yeah. Don't tell mom. The... Oh, man. My mom doesn't listen to this. My dad will say I knew it, but my mom <laughs> <doesn't>. uh... <laughs> I was talking to Martin about this a few weeks ago. Like, once I turn, like, 38 years old, I think that's the time that I said it, I'm going to tell my parents all the dumb shit that I was doing while I was still living with them. Dumb shit. Yeah, my mom, my mom's dumb like my shit. best friend now, so she I've already told her all of my shenanigans. She's like, Yeah, same. Oh. I'm like, Oh <laughs> same. what a release. What a relief. Like, I'm glad, I'm glad you were also terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, me and my mom are definitely a lot closer now, but I'm not spelling secrets. I'm the baby of the family. I gotta I I gotta remain me too. polished, you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Dude, I'm that dirty ass middle child, man. Ooh, they the worst. <laughs> you grimy. The one they should have aborted but didn't. <laughs> but then, oh my god. Put that on put that on my government resume, baby. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you right now? But uh <laughs> No man, like all these oh God, what was the point I was making? Another patented thing about this show. I forget what I'm saying. You were saying how uh, you and uh, your girl was talking about being stuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Allison, it's like we're constantly talking to people how awful, how hard it is to really step up and really make something your own here. Mm. Because everybody that's that's doing their own it's saturated. thing. saturated. For the most part is a ridiculously saturated market. Exactly. Like, oh, we're going to open up a restaurant. Okay, George, like go for it, man. Yeah, like, yeah he'll like think he'll be shut down in a year. Yeah, for real. He's like, oh, I think I'm gonna open up my own bar. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and you know what? Great. I hope you succeed. But like, what else are people doing here? That's one thing, dude. Shout out, uh, Jeremy. See you rocking the shirt right now. Like, I love people that are doing their thing. Uh, Piper's brother, uh, Jeremy, just did, started doing his own uh, athletic clothing brand, I believe. Yeah, he's also a personal um, trainer and life coach and nutrition. Trainer. Yeah. Right. Love him, man. He's he's really great. And uh, I, when I see people doing stuff that they actually enjoy and things that they're good at and mm-hmm. actually making it successful, right. one, I envy the fuck out of you. Two, yeah. I'm super proud of right. you. Like, <laughs> Shame, <laughs> shameless really... plug, uh, Perfect Fit Nola. Um, he has a website perfect. and everything. You know, go in there, book your sessions, yeah. and get your get your get your apparel. I wear it all the time. Hell yeah, man! When I'm not naked, Dude, I wear it. Every <laughs> when I'm naked, I wear it. <laughs> is that the is that the second tattoo you got this weekend? But uh... <laughs> it's the slogan. It's oh brother! <laughs> shooter, shooter with the shooter. Right. Put my vest on. Oh. My boy's branded for life. <laughs> He's got it, man. <laughs> Somebody had to do it. Uh, somebody had to do it. You're not wrong. Yeah, but All right, well, oh man, like I, I'm, moving, <laughs> I'm moving to. Oh yeah, you gotta go. Oh you got... yeah, yeah. I'm a, unfortunately. You guys know I love you. Yep, love you. No worries. I'm already man. making his graceful <laughs> exit. Till next Ooh, time. I, I wish I had man. that rolly chair just to like. <laughs> skirt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you guys, uh, yeah, you guys definitely keep it going. Love you guys. I'll definitely talk to y'all soon. All right, love you, man. Be safe. Hell yeah, man. Have a good night. <laughs>
Oh, Marty boy. Yeah, so, I mean. Where's Marty? He's not over he's there. He's not over there anymore. He's over here. He's not over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not moving back home. I think I told you about this last time we talked. Um, I'm moving to Ohio. And everybody's like, everyone, mm-hmm. people hear that. They're like, what the hell? What's in Ohio? And my response is always, nothing. Nothing is in Ohio. <laughs> I'm moving to Finley, Ohio, and nothing is up there. It is. It's I, pulling I went the up old, there and visited. Pulling the Dave Chappelle. Uh, right. He lives up there. He's there. Hopefully, I see him. Yeah. He gives me, you know, a bunch of money. Pays off all my debt. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> my best friend is up there, and I went to visit him um, some time ago. Um, around, it was supposed to be for his birthday, but the military kind of shafted those plans. So I, sh- I went up there eventually. Anyway, right. But um, I went up there, and I loved it. Uh, it was peaceful. It was homey. It was a small town. Uh, I'll probably one of t- I'll be probably like one of two black people up there, which is not something I'm un- I'm not used to being in the military, um, right? But yeah, nothing's up there, and I, I have only I have no family up there. Christian is my only family up there, um, so yeah. that's interesting. So I had to deal with me making decisions about my transition. People in my life who feel like I should have made decisions based on what they wanted. And I had to kind of sift uh, sift through that and kind of decide what I wanted. And right. so that's why I'm moving to Ohio. And it, the cost of living is cheaper. The, the salaries are higher. It's so cheap up it's there. It's less crime. It's so cheap up there. Um, less crime. The downside, it is cold, and I hate the cold. But, you know, take the good <laughs> with the bad. There you go. There you go. How far away, what would you say, Finley, Ohio? Yeah. How far is that from, like, uh, Cincinnati or Columbus or Cleveland. I think Columbus like, is, is, is about an hour away. Cincinnati, I think, okay. is about the same. I'm kind of right smack in the middle, from what I understand. Once again, I'm not. Oh. Yeah, I'm not from there, so I wouldn't really know. And I'm terrible at geography. Christian always makes fun of me because I don't know where shit's <laughs> at on the map. I'm like, dude, I know where I'm at, and I know where like home is at, and that's like all I need to know. That's all I need to know. Yeah, but where Uzbekistan <laughs> is go. is none of my concern. <laughs> Not anymore. Right. Well, not in seven months, give or take. Right. Uh, dude, I think I'm trying to remember. I was stranded at a rest stop in between Cincinnati and Columbus. Uh, my ex-girlfriend, she lived in Dublin, Ohio, mm. which is right outside of uh, Columbus. And I was making my way back to Lexington. And oh, Lord, I needed like. I needed to pee. I needed like a bag of chips or something. So I stopped at this little rest stop and I forgot my keys in my truck. And oh, brother. like, dude, it sucked. I eventually like, <clears throat> I called three or four different, um, like pop lock mm-hmm. companies, mm-hmm. three locksmiths or so. And one of them, or two of them said, oh, yeah, you're outside of our area of service. I'm like, dude, I'm right in between two major cities. What are you talking about? Uh, and the third one said, yeah, exactly. The third one was like, oh, yeah, we'll be out there in 25 minutes. I said, awesome, great. An hour goes by. They never show up. And I call them back, and I get uh, sent straight to voicemail, like, over and over again. Anyway, so after trying to, like, I found somebody else at the rest stop. They had a coat hanger in their car. After trying to break into my own car long enough, and I couldn't get it because I had, you know, those locks on the door. I didn't have, like, the, like, pull-up locks. The old-school locks, yeah. The old-school locks, you have the ones on the side. The handle, dude, I threw a rock through the back windshield. (laughs) Yeah. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, dude. And so, like, I... 
I had some duct tape and I found a trash bag and I like taped up my back windshield and I drove home. And like that three hour drive turned into a seven hour venture for me. Um, Talk about adapting over. No, man. (laughs) Adapting overcome. Exactly. Um, But no, man, like leaving, especially home when I left home for the first time, um, I had nobody, man. Like I had, and I'm sure you experienced that too, where you left Laplace, Louisiana for fucking Japan. And when I got to Lexington, I had one cousin that lived here. And honestly, thank God she was there because she was like my mom away from mom. She's like one of the most important women in my life. This is one of the most important people in my life, granted. Um, and she really took care of me. Mm-hmm. But having to... At 18, when I just got comfortable enough to start introducing myself with people around home, like when I had like a support system in you and Kenny and Michael and all these people, um, <laughs> I threw myself into the deep end knowing absolutely no one. You know, thank God I met Martin. I met Martin like the second day of school. Oh, when perfect. I was just, yeah, I, we were – me and my roommate, uh, Paul, we went to like the student center or something and – uh, we wanted to shoot pool and Martin was on the table in front of us and he tried doing some trick shot and he missed it completely. Of course, and as, I he said, should, oh. as he would. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, damn man, that was almost cool. Yeah. Like, now you hear the, the name of the podcast. That's how that got going. But, uh, <laughs> I called him, I called him out for it and talk shit for Adam for a couple of minutes. And we've just been friends ever since. Um, so, honestly, lucky things have landed in my lap when it comes to relationships. Y'all kind of joked around it earlier. It's like, oh, for being so awkward, you sure know some, like, really cool people. It's like, yeah, man, like, I really do. And I'm really lucky to have found these people just by happenstance that decided to stick around. Mm. Uh, Lord knows I wasn't doing anything worth for y'all sticking around. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> I mean, I'll pick up the phone if you need to talk. But, I mean, I think that's the bare minimum of friendship that should be had. That's true. Uh, but dude, like leaving, I, it's, it terrifies me, even though I get really excited about it. And as much as I know, I love other places and I'm kind of, I'm really jealous of you, honestly, because you do have a set, a set as set of a plan as you can have at this point in time. Yeah. Like, you know, where you want to end up, you know, what your options are as far as jobs, like, you know, where you can apply and stuff. Like, granted, you don't have one yet, and you don't know what's going to happen with that, but, you know, you do have those stepping stones in place. Yeah, and my and my best friend, um, he's already has a place to live and everything like that, and we already discussed, like, the living arrangements and how we're going to split up rent and, and all yeah, this man. like that, and he's already, dude, Christian, I don't know, blood thickening water whole thing. This this dude, I don't know, man, been with me through some shit. You know what I mean? And people always try yeah. to put like a time requirement on closeness and like relationships or whatever. But I think experiences is what make bonds as strong as they dude, are. Dude, I absolutely agree with that. Some people, bro. So my friend Skyler that I just met like three months ago is already one of the best people I've ever met in my life. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like. Dude, I think she is just a wonderful human being, and she's going to get all gassed up hearing that I'm gassing her up again. 
because uh, I shouted her out a couple of weeks ago, and she like texted me about. It. She's like, "Oh my god, that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard." Uh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But wait, there's more. It's like, no, dude. Like, I know some people for years, mm-hmm. and loathe like, them. As I'm cool, just kidding. I, I know them exactly. I know I them. loathe and. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I loathe some people, but <laughs> <laughs> some people can catch these hands, baby. But as I've had some friends for years, and I don't know, like, they're, they're just the the meet-up for an afternoon, like, once every six months type of friends, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, we'll go to the bar and watch football or something, and then we'll go our separate ways. There's no density to that relationship it's a very shallow like we both get what we need out of it and that's what we like about it type of deal and that's and those people in my life i've i guess you can say demoted them to acquaintance (laughs) right yeah yeah 100 percent. so like we were going on that for a little while about cutting more people out and just i don't know really second guessing i'll tell you this too man i mean you know uh Dodson. Um, yeah, Christopher. Yeah. Like, and I don't, we went to, uh, me, Kenny, and Allison, we went to his wedding. And, bro, that was just the worst experience I've ever had oh, in man. my life. Or one of them, anyway. Like, the wedding itself was fun. And I don't, like, I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt to this person because, I mean, he was one of the people that I've known since I was like eight years old. Like, I grew up with him. He's a, like, we were really close all through high school and stuff. Um, but as the trip went on, Kenny and I were just not having a good time. Mad, right, dude. Right, right. Like Kenny, Kenny was just like, "Why in the fuck did he even invite us out here?" Like, if you, he's literally just using us to have bodies that he knows in the crowd. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Which, after I heard him say that, I was like, "God, you're kind of right, man." Yeah. Like, you're kind of. You right. hate it when you, Kenny's right. I know it's awful, man. It's awful. Also, Kenny just Kenny and Deja had a kid. What's up? Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. When man. he saw he when he posted it, I was like, "Yo, what the hell? Whose baby is this?" <laughs> he was like, "I wanted to keep it a secret." I was like, "Well, great job, best kept secret <laughs> of like the millennium, right?" So proud of him. I can't wait to meet my nephew. Um, so oh it's man, gonna be awesome. Young homie Emilio. Yeah, I need to I need to meet him too. I was supposed to meet him like last week. Yeah. Nah, that didn't. I mean, he said that he happened. had the ripe age of like a few months where he won't remember me, right? But the ripe age of a couple days old. Yeah, I'll be that. I'll be that old. That old fart that's like, I remember me, you in diapers, and it's like, I don't know who you are. Back up. <laughs> don't pick me up. This is weird. Mom, oh, help. Man. You know, um, dude. Let's bring that up. We're transitioning into becoming the old heads, right? Like we said earlier that? about the whole lock thing, like the old school locks. Like, no, that's what we grew up on. Like my yeah, nieces dude. and nephews think cars have always had backup cameras. Right. Exactly, bruh. I made a reference the other day. One of my students had a bandaid on his face, and I was like, "We're trying to be Nelly, the rapper, right? Everybody knows him." This kid was yeah. like, "You mean Neji off of Naruto?" And I fucking <laughs> shit myself right in front of him. Like, no, I don't mean Neji. I mean Nelly. Like, this is a profound person of my generation. You don't know who this is. And I just was flabbergasted the whole day. <laughs> flabbergasted. Just taken a taken aback about this this Neji. Absolutely flummoxed. Neji Nelly mix up. I was like, no fucking way, you serious? He was dead ass. <laughs> Dude, we're, we're I'm the we're the we're the we're the drunk uncles now at 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 the family gatherings. We're it. 
Oh, and my God. oldest niece is I think like sixteen or seventeen. She's about to graduate high school. I'm old. Right. <laughs> that makes me feel old. She's like looking at cars and talking about colleges and Bruh. careers and shit. And I'm like, yo, how are we at the same point right now? Like, I'm looking for a new career too. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is dude. There was like this. There was like this uh, little girl that lived down my street. She like just graduated college, mm-hmm. and it just it made my mind explode because I'm like, God damn, well she's doing better than me because I didn't graduate college. What's up? Like, oh my god, man. And I'm also like it, starting it, a business venture too with the whole firearms and self defense stuff, and I have NRA yeah. certs, so I have so many different like things in my toolbox. But like, uh, it feels like I'm trying to build a house with the tools to build a railroad. Like, great tools, just when what application. That's a good metaphor. I really like that. Yeah. Um, you're not wrong, man. I feel like I have so much in like my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. but those experiences that I like really worked on my chops for mm-hmm. for those tools, like they just don't apply to anything that I'm going towards now, which is wild because I've made this this random life decision like three years ago that because i was working in the plants i was making really good money i was exhausted all the time don't get me wrong Mm. man but like eventually i was just like dude this ain't for me like i can't do it anymore Mm -hmm. i was and i went back to serving and did all this stuff and now i'm looking for that next thing and the things that interest me so like I've been really thinking about uh, doing sports writing. Mm, you remember talking? Um, we talked about that last time we talked. Yeah, and um, and I'm kind of putting it together. I've been reading a lot more, not only like sports articles, and I do have like my writers that I really enjoy, but just reading a whole bunch of other books as well, trying to get th- their writing style. So Neil deGrasse Tyson has this really great quote that I love. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it, you know, in front of downtown. You. Yeah. But yeah, but he talks about he's like some people get so obsessed with one person that they look up to and they want to copy them right. word for word or action for action. When in reality, you should have like ten different people, at least ten different people that you really find great, and just take little bits of what you love about them and form that into your own cocktail of you know. And you use some, you know, astrophysics or metaphor, but, and I really, and that really opened my eyes to some things where, uh, Anthony Bourdain, for example, I love the way this man writes and talks. Like, I think he is the most eloquently gross motherfucker I've ever heard. <laughs> Nasty <foot>. Like, <laughs> he will say, like, the most beautiful things, but he's talking about like mystery meat or some shit like mm. that. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Like he'll talk about some gross shit, but in such a way that it just sounds like you want a piece. Holy crap. I want some. Give me the bits, boy. Like yeah. I want some of that. And there's this uh this sportscaster who or sports writer who passed away at the beginning of last year. Um, Chris Wessling, who I really loved. Um, this man was a he wrote wrote about football all the time but he had a plethora i I see so much of myself in the way he lived his life where he jumped around from job to job to job not settling for what would you know make him the most money or what would make him uh 
he wanted something that would make him happy. Right. And he put his nose to the grindstone to talk about sports. Right. Like, he became a sports writer in his 30s after being low-key found on the internet on some blog where he was posting, like, 1,500-word articles about one fourth down that was quintessential to this entire game. Like, I don't know. He got so – he dove so far into it that – he forged it himself, and I think that is fucking great. Right. It's amazing. Which speaks to and the fact. So many... oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. Say, which, say, which, which speaks to the fact of, like, um, doing what you love until you end up where you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, um, right. people, what's the saying? Um, work it till it works. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know. Um, and that's another point you brought up, too, is, like, he didn't stop till he found a way to to make a living off of what he loved doing. It's one thing I beat my best friend about all the time because he's like, I want to make the most money. I want to make the most money. And I know him as a person. So I'm like, yo, you yeah. can make all the money you want, but like, you need to find something that's going to make you happy. Like, yeah. happiness is what's more. That's why I'm going on this endeavor to like launch my business with firearm instruction. I've been, if you hit my Instagram up, uh, Piper 2.0 yeah. or whatever, you see me instructing here and there or whatever. I love it. I absolutely love teaching, which is right now my current job in the military is an instructor. And I'm also a martial arts instructor in the Marine Corps. So like all these instructor titles I have, I love teaching and making people better. So I know that if I get out or when I get out, um, I have to be doing something in that capacity to have some kind of fulfillment. And I do want right. to make a bunch of money. I do want to be financially stable. I don't want to be bound by the fact that oh, I want to do this, but I can't afford it. You know what I mean? But, exactly. but at, the end of, at the end of the day, on a day-to-day -day basis, I want to be doing something that I genuinely enjoy that um, affects people in a positive way. So that's really big. Exactly. That That's one of your one of your role models that he worked it until it worked and it worked out for him. You know what I mean? Dude, it, honestly, when he when he died, uh, he has this he had this saying there was like this big um, he did this story where. He like kind of coined the term "heed the call," mm. and that being like I have it written down. It's like hanging above my bed. Like it's <laughs> like it's something I look at every day. It's just like okay, cool. Because about I don't know six months ago, maybe um, I had this experience where I was just so fed up with stressing myself out on how can I make the most money as soon as possible? How can I do this? Oh, I, I love the idea of doing that, but you'll be broke doing that. Mm. And eventually I came to this crossroads in, in my life where dude, I have to be happy yeah. because if I'm doing something that I think is interesting to the very least, you know, like for the most money, I know for a fact that I am going to get bored with it and I'm going to hate myself for, settling for for settling exactly and that's one thing about me i have a lot of faults piper i have a lot mm -hmm. of faults but don't we all i'm not a settler i'm not a settler and i love that about myself right uh and and people i've had relationships i've had fucking relationships where like dude my last girlfriend oh man i'm going on a heater but like my last girlfriend <laughs> uh she expect she's a wonderful person. Let me preface this by saying like I have nothing against her. I think she's wonderful. I think she's beautiful. She's smart. She's great. Watch it. You're engaged. But she just wasn't for me. And you know, and what I'm that's saying? a mature thing to realize. People feel like 
when you break up, this is completely off topic, but we're going on a tangent, but it's fine. Um, when you break up with somebody, people in society, it's a societal thing like, oh, you're supposed to hate this person. You're supposed to block them, blah, 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 blah. Everything about them was terrible. Like, no, like somebody could just not be for you or it was yeah. the wrong time. Um, and that's okay. Like people need to be aware of the fact that people literally come in our lives as a part of our transitional phases, right? Um, yep. And they're not meant to be permanent, but it doesn't make them a bad person. Temporary no, people aren't bad people. Sometimes bad people are people that you deem to be permanent, like family members or whatever. And we, oh, you have to because he's your brother or because it's your mom or because it's your dad, right? Those people have permanent right. titles and permanent positions in our lives, but they only deserve temporary access, right? <laughs> exactly. Which is a hard, which is a hard thing to say, right? It sounds shitty. Oh, you know, you're blocking family. Like, no, man. Like, I'm really heavy on like as of last year, a year and a half ago, of managing people's access to me not everybody yeah. deserves and that may sound like big-headed but not everybody deserves to have access to me like your access to me will be determined on like how positive you are like i'm not saying i, I, I need yeah. to get, like, give and take or i need something back from people but like if you drain me and if you fucking always take it and i just don't have any like when I leave the interaction, I'm just like, why do I keep doing Like, no. At that yep. point, I'm limiting the access because I'm doing that for me. And if I'm giving my access to people who are abusing it or, or doing different things with it, then I'm taking away my ability to help people who deserve it and who need it in my life. Exactly. Um, so you have to be really choosy about that access okay. and, and allowing people to just latch on to you and just kind of exist in your in your environment. You know what I mean? You're not wrong, man. It's, I don't know. I go on these, <sighs> Lord. I I have a couple of people that like, that are not a part of my life anymore. Thank God. But <laughs> because of who I was with, they were around all the time because they were permanent people. They had <laughs> exclusive access mm. to the people <laughs> that I was with. And so just, an off an off product of that was or, or a byproduct of that was meant that my time with that person also meant my time was shared with the person who I really don't like. And that was a very draining experience where I couldn't get away. Mm. I couldn't exclude myself from that situation. And honestly, that's a really good topic on how to manage people you're kind of forced to be around is that the next episode really get under your skin mm. oh it might be might be Ooh, stay tuned find out next time right <laughs> but i mean but no man i i love that you uh, piper you're good at this bro you should really you know what i mean i might have to you got some wise words my friend yeah, i'm an old soul they say i'm an old soul but my soul's 28 and my body's 25 no my body's like really 60 due to the military <laughs> and my brain is like i don't know <laughs> like, i have moments where i'm like my, I have moments where I'm like really, in, I'm always really insightful, but I have moments where I'm like really like oh, real serious, you know, and I have moments where I'm just a complete and total goofball. And you know that. And I'm just oh, like yeah. laughing. Nothing I say is serious. I'm just saying off the wall shit. And it makes zero sense, but complete sense. And, you know, like I made this <laughs> joke the other day, which uh, maybe I will get in trouble for this, but maybe I'll be out by the time they catch me. Right. <laughs> but it was MLK Day, right? The other day, Martin Luther King yeah. Day. Uh, rest in peace. He was murdered, but um, murdered for peace. But um, for peace. when we come through the gate at the base I'm at, uh, they say, "Oh, victory starts here." 
It's like the thing they have to they have to say it every time they come through the gate to every single person. But so I told I made this joke with my coworkers or whatever, my brothers, and I was like, "Yo, I came through the gate on MLK Day," and the gate guard looks at me and he says, "Assassination brings change." And they were like, oh no. and I said God. it so seriously that they believed me, bro. They believed me. And then they were just dying laughing, bro, on the floor. My boy uh, Crandall was like, yo, that's the funniest thing I've heard in centuries. He was just eating it up, bro. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I didn't report him because he wasn't wrong, you know, and I just drug this out. But, like, I say it's just goofy shit like that all the time. But I love the moments where I can, like, you know. Keep it light, but also like give you the plug. You know what I mean? Like the joke. I know it's it's a lighthearted joke, but at the same time, there's a lot of substance there. Dude. Right? <laughs> that's the best. That's the best shit. Think about the people who have shit. been assassinated and what change it brought. <laughs> oh my god! So, you're not wrong. The, and, and that shit just comes up. I don't write these jokes down. I don't write jokes. I don't sit down and like have a notepad of things. It just comes to me, and I think it's because God or the universe, whoever you believe in, whatever higher power wants me to say these things these terrible <laughs> these terrible off the wall things it, it, i have to shake the tree and i'm the one to do it and i'm oh, okay with man. that it's a burden that i have to carry <laughs> but i'm but i pick it up every morning oh. and i go outside with it you know <laughs> dude you're a natural foil in life dude. yeah that's what you are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love it <laughs> i got some uh, you're the vegeta to everyone's goku bro uh, that's what it is <laughs> i got some notes i got some notes here about like I don't know how to how to transition, how to process transition. Uh, yeah, I'll just hit it. these because we, well, I think we get into our time. I don't know what the time limit is on these things. Yeah, if there is a, a time limit, we're at an hour, dude. What, let's we can swing another twenty minutes if you'd like. Okay, cool. Well, it's totally fine with me. I got the first thing. Write down all of your opportunities. I didn't call them decisions because decisions sound like you have to do something. And I think it for me at least it adds like a negative connotation to things. So write down all right. of your opportunities, right? Um, and then write down all of your pros and cons for each of those opportunities. For you, a thousand opportunities because you, you put them out there. So, Listen, I'm a big fan of a pros and cons list. Right? That's a lot of pros and cons lists. <laughs> so write, write down the pros and cons for each of your opportunities that you have in front of you. Um, get input from people that you value. Um, that's really big. And then take out the bias input. Like I had, I did my pros and cons list of moving to Ohio standing in Missouri or moving back home to Louisiana. And I had my best friend do it and my mom do it and my other best friend, Samaya, do it. Um, and my mom's list was, as you could imagine, all pros of going pros home. On Louisiana. On Louisiana, right? And she's like, you'll be loved. You'll be surrounded by, like, family. And she's like, she's like, you'll, you'll be able to relax and blah, 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 blah. And there's all the emotional things that she was putting down, but nothing of substance, nothing like, Hey, you'll make good salary here. Or, Hey, you'll have, yeah. you know, a safe place to live because New Orleans, how great it is, and how touristy it is. Guys, if you're planning on going to New Orleans, be safe, bro. be safe. People go there and never come back. Right. <laughs> bro. Do you want to hear a wild story mm. that happened in the city the other day? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, this guy um, got arrested the other day. They were looking for this missing this missing lady, and they go to her like her current boyfriend or whatever. Mm. They go to his house. Uh, he tells the police, he's like, "Oh yeah, like we broke up. She moved out a few days ago. I don't know where she's at. Good riddance. Blah blah blah." <laughs> Anyways, New Orleans police very rare win for them, but they right. said that's bullshit. And they fucking investigate, dude. They found this woman, like, chopped up into pieces, p 
put into a deep freezer and into a school bus, like, in the guy's backyard. Turns out he's running a fucking meth lab. And it's, like, in the bywater. It's, like, downtown. Like, it's Plain right sight. next to downtown. Yeah. Plain sight. Fucking insane, bro. Jeez. Y'all, be safe out here. I got fucking mugged. Got my car stolen. I got fucking... Uh, oh, shit. What happened? Uh, dude, during the Bayou Classic, fucking, uh, like, nine people got shot last year. Yeah. Like, in- insane. Or two years ago now, I guess. I mean, COVID, and people like, people say, oh, it's not on the news. Because it's not news. There's quadruple and triple murders and double murders and shootings and homicides and carjackings on a daily basis. That is not news for New Orleans. Nope. Um, and it's got to be ridiculous New Orleans East, enough. you stop and get gas, you come back to no car. They'll steal the car with you exactly. standing right next to it. Like, You're not wrong, It's bro. just a great city, but also as above is below, right? Uh, it, it, it's it's the exact same for the other side of it. It's also a terrible city to live in and raise a family because it's so unsafe. Um, I had a lady a few years ago. I was in Japan, I think. She came to New Orleans as a tour. She was in in the French Quarter, was drinking. She's a TFA, Teach for America, and she got drunk mm-hmm. and she literally walked off the levee into the Mississippi River. And they were like, "All oh, this poor Teach for America, this poor damsel in distress. She was kidnapped and brutally raped." And then they find her yeah. body in the river, and they watch, they track her from like ATM cameras, bar cameras, you name it, right? Traffic cameras. Yeah. And they watched her walk off the levee, case closed, right? So like, Jeez. when you go to New Orleans, it's a very fun city, very party heavy city, but you have to be careful. You have to plan. You have to have buddies and 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 safe. kind of have systems in place the way you don't end up a statistic or on the news as one of those tourists that never came back home. Uh, that would definitely suck. Not wrong. Uh, yeah. Back on track. I I do want to I do want to talk about that that um unbiased um input because I think that's a really great point, dude. Making these life decisions, dude. I cut out my family from making any or having any input on my big decisions. Mm, why is that? For the most part, like obviously I'll ask them what they think about it, but when it comes down to it, I'm not gonna ask my mom if I should move. Cause she'll say no every time. Cause she'll say, dude. I don't even talk about it until like my so my parents they lost their house during uh Ida right uh-huh. and so they just bought a new house um in Gramercy I believe and now my mom is like planting the seeds of everyone in the family moving like a little bit further east so we're still equidistant away as we are now mm. like so we can all be right where right where she, in arm's reach mm-hmm. of her and i'm like mom that is manipulative and that is the like empty nest syndrome dude it's it's bad yeah it's real bad wait till my brothers leave next year my brothers are turning 18 next year it's gonna be wild yeah she needs to get hobbies uh, and stuff you know <laughs> she needs to get a hobby but like i keep there's some people who are, yeah they do have emotional things or emotional input on what's going through or what I'm going through. Obviously, Allison's one of those people. If I have a big decision that is separate from Allison and separate from our life together, mm. um, good distinction. Even for li- even for little things, dude. Like, so I won my fantasy football championship this year, right? And I texted her. I was like, "Hey, what are your thoughts? <laughs> like, is it a wise decision if I spend my fantasy winnings on a saxophone? Like just something stupid that I can't, that I really want. But I'm like, is this good? Is this a good idea for me? Should I be like 
kind of financially kind of whoo-hoo about it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, dude, you earned it. You fucking set that money aside months ago. That's for you. You do whatever you want with yeah. it. There's no obligation to your real life with it. I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> your real life. Uh, so I got a saxophone in the mail. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. No. It's on the way, though. But I, certain friends I don't want to make decisions for me because oh, we all you. have those friends with me. Yeah. yeah. Certain friends I don't want to have that big of a piece of the decision pie mm-hmm. that I have to mm-hmm. make because as much as I love some of my friends, I know that literally I am there for a good time for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I hold them to a higher friendship than they put me at. Mm-hmm. And I recognize my place. That's totally fine. Everybody needs who they need. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I leave, you know, it's like, Hey, what are your thoughts on me moving? Oh no. Who am I going to go out with? It will be the first thing that I hear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like and, premature. Uh, yeah, it's like I don't want to hear that. I don't want to get guilt tripped on the daily from random people in my life who honestly like got some big decisions themselves that need to be made. Right, like, and they aren't making them. And they're not making them. Like, so I'm not going to base what I'm doing off of <laughs> off of your track record. Which, hey, I love you, but you got some stuff to figure out, my friend. Right. Like, and. I don't know, like me and Kenny, we talk about this a lot where Kenny and I, like, he's my brother, you know, he's closer than a brother to me. He's arguably my best friend in the world. And dude, we talk about leaving each other all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's just like, dude, I just want you to be happy. He's like, bro, I've been wanting to buy some land in Colorado and just, you know, living in the woods up there. I'm like, bro, go do it. Like you do what you need to do. I mean, obviously he's got a kid now, so that changes things, but like, no matter what, we just want the other person to be happy. Right. And those are the people that I want helping to have you and then making this on yeah. my life. Exactly. Exactly. Not people who want to keep me around selfishly. Yeah, exactly. Or want me to. It's not. It's not what I'm here for. And you'll get demoted to acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> to acquaintance promptly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is, ne- which is my next. You know, point, uh, ensure you have some kind of support. And I don't mean like somebody that's going to be at the location because like Marty left, right? And he went to Philly, but he also had his roommates. But just you went to Kentucky and you didn't have anybody there, right? But you had support emotionally because you can still call us and you can still like hit up family, whatever like that. So make sure you have some kind of support in your transition process because I think it's a big part of it. Um, when Christian told me like, yo, I mean, I know how the VA ship works and you won't have money. You don't have a job. He's like, yo, I got you. He's like for, uh, for months or whatever, how long ever you need, I got you. And that's, that was a that's huge a weight one. off my shoulders. That's a real one. Right. That's why I tell you, bro, this dude, man, I hope you listen to this, this episode at least. Right. Um, huge, <laughs> huge help. Even right now, I just transitioned into having a girlfriend. So into like a new relationship, and there were a lot of reservations with it because of a lot of uh, other reasons. Another another topic for another to- another episode or whatever. But um, anyway, it was just some reservations about it. And when I made the decision to like, yo, I want to make this girl my girlfriend, which she wound up asking me out first. Um, right. And I said yes, obviously, right. But um, he was just all he said was, "Cool, be careful," and I'm here, right. But my other best yeah. friend, she lashed out and she got mad at me, right, and she just cut me off. And she just was continuously being petty and distant about it. 
and it's because she was like, oh, I didn't want to be a bitch. I didn't want to be unsupportive. Well, sorry to break the news to you. You were unsupportive by not being by not being there. Exactly. In effort to not be unsupportive, exactly. you were unsupportive. Unsupportive. Right? And then, like, she wanted me to move to Florida with her because she's in school right now at FAMU. Yeah. And something, like, you know that heed the, heed the calling? Heed the warning. We have gut feelings. Heed and the warning. That shit, that gut feelings we have, we all like make jokes about it or whatever. And like Jamaicans always say, may have a feeling. Like that feeling comes from a higher power. And I never felt comfortable with the idea of moving to Florida. Right. Um, but I, yeah. but the decision to move to Ohio never felt wrong. It felt like that's where I was supposed to be. And I'm not saying permanently, yep. but that's my next step. I know that for that's sure. The next, and with this girl yeah. right now that I'm with, shout out to Rosie. Um, Rosetta, Rosetta oh. Bridget, right? Um, <laughs> she's amazing, bro. Like, fucking amazing. I I, I don't know, dude. It, and it's so unexpected because of our how we met is 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 interesting, right? Uh, I've known her yeah. for about a year. Um, we started talking, like seriously, seriously talking on the third, and then we made it official on the fourteenth. Um, you know. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I went to get the tattoo, and the dude was like, "This what date? What is this date for?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, it's a thing." And I'm like, "Oh, it's an anniversary date." He's like, "You realize this was like four days ago, right?" And I'm like, "Just fucking draw the tattoo, motherfucker. I'm not here for therapy." Uh, That's after this, baby. Right? Exactly. So, make sure you have some kind of support system, and then make your own decision that's best for you. Because, like you said, people are gonna guilt trip you in the in the staying or going or blah 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 blah. That's not. Yep. That's not okay. And people, and if you have somebody in your life that's going through a transition right now, the worst thing you can do is be selfish. If you have yeah. no opinion that will be like really productive, just be like, hey, I support you. I love you and I'll be there for you. But I don't have any like productive input. Like I, I'm I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give you a selfish response. Like be mature enough to know that you're being selfish. And that's okay. Because you love that person yeah. and you want them near and you want them with you. But like don't hold your friends and your loved ones back from trying things and, and doing things. Like and the response that I got was, What if it fails? You don't even you don't even know what it's, what's in Ohio. Like you never even you only been there once and you all of a sudden want to move there. All the like cool. Keep throwing doubt into my fucking into my atmosphere. Like that's great. That's what I wanted to hear. All those yep. things, all those concerns, realistic. Yes. But, like, just because you're afraid to jump out on the limb and, and experience life and try different things doesn't mean you could, you're allowed to um, implant those fears in other people. Yep. I think that's unfair. You can't inhibit I think, you can't inhibit other I think that's people's unfair. Because, like, if I don't yep. like Ohio, am I going to be imprisoned there? Like, the, like you know, like a, like a confinement camp, like inf whatever you call that shit, internment camp? No. I can move. I can move back to Louisiana. <laughs> I can move anywhere I want because I won't be in the military anymore. And, you know, this humans have this weird thing where we're not like trees and we're not planted anywhere. <laughs> we're not like trees. And, you know, even yeah, dude. even trees can be uprooted and moved. People literally move entire oak trees. So <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, You're not wrong. <laughs> so with that, oh develop God. a plan. Develop a plan for your top three <laughs> choices. And, and then, like make sure you have time to like develop these plans or whatever. And they can be over a few weeks span. Don't do it all at once because it could be overwhelming. Like you talked about earlier and then research the area. Uh, like I researched like the cost of living, the salaries, uh, right. whatever the, the crime rate, shit like that schools. Right. Um, they write down, like I say, your, your pros and cons or whatever. Um, so that's pretty much all of them. Right. But these different yeah. steps that I've 
I learned planning my transition. I haven't executed it yet, but I've planned my transition. Like I said, and having Christian who tell, who told me like, yo, I got you for the first few months uh, or however long you need until your VA kicks in or whatever. Um, those kind of support systems you need um, around you. You don't need people like like Jordan was mentioning about like selfish intentions. Like they just want somebody to drink with or somebody to call at 2 a.m. in the morning and be like, hey, let me come and dump on you. Like, no, yeah. like, I'm, not, I'm not here for you. I don't exist for you. Um, and if and people are so afraid to, to fail and people put this really damning stigma on failing, I've made some of the best decisions and some of the best things came from failure. I tell my students right now, I'm at um, the basic school for vehicle operators at, in Missouri. I let my students fail when it's safe and when it's feasible because, hey, now they're going to learn their own individual lesson about whatever the topic is, and they won't make those yep. same mistakes again. And as humans, as, a, as men, as adults, we have to make mistakes, not dumb mistakes that you know are already wrong. Like if you, touch a, you see somebody touch, touch, touch a stove, and you're like, hmm, I wonder if it's hot. Like that's a dumb decision to make because you already yeah. know that that's, that that's not a thing. Good distinction. Right. Good distinction. But like different things in life, you have to branch out and try. Like move, move. Move, move from home, bro. I'm telling you, this one goes out to everyone that has been in Laplace, Louisiana, their entire life and refuses to leave. Leave, get out of there. Like I don't know what it's going to take. Another hurricane, maybe. Who knows? But, bro, go somewhere else. Anywhere. In literally, literally anywhere. Louisiana. Go north, Louisiana. Louisiana. Go western, Louisiana. Like Shreveport, bro. Dude, go to Shreveport. Go to Ruston, bro. Ruston's low key, right? A good time. as hell. As a, and, but there's a college <laughs> yeah. there, so if you want to party with college kids, you can. You know. <laughs> there you go, man. Get your feet Just wet with the with out. the freshmen. Go try some things, like, man. People say yeah. America is the best country in the world, and it is, right? But I've been to Japan. I've been to the Philippines, and let me mm-hmm. tell you, America isn't um, the best country in every way. <laughs> 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 People in America are inherently rude and disrespectful and humbuggish. And people in Japan are really humble, polite people. They're really, like, peaceful people, really simple people. Um, uh, and they don't take much to just enjoy life. And being over there and seeing that that life. And I went to Tokyo, too, so people might listen to this yeah. and be like, well, you, Okinawa is not Japan. Like, fuck off, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> I've been to Tokyo, so I've been to both sides. I've been to rural Japan, and I've been to, like, really bustling, like, New York-style Japan. And I and I like yep. both, and both are different. Like people were taking naps in business suits with briefcases in Tokyo, in the middle of the street, between business meetings, and nobody fuck with them. Do that and do that in New Orleans. Do that. Do that in Illinois. Do that shit in New York. Do that shit somewhere in like <laughs> fucking Midtown Texas, and see what the fuck happens to you sleeping on the fucking curbside with a business suit on oh, and a briefcase. You'll get fucked with. But and so I mean, a like lot. the way of life is just different. You have to get out and experiences you cannot put a price on experience that is my that is my slogan for my lifetime you can't put a price on memories and you can't put a price on experiences which both of those things are a type of experience so boom double whammy boom double whammy heed the call baby heed the call it's fucking heed the call baby oh i fucking love it i fucking love it well bro uh it was fucking great man i think you're awesome at this i had a blast I'm glad. I'm glad you. Fi- I'm glad we got through the turbulence of the beginning. Bro, hella turbulence. Uh, we finally got it going. But, dude, it's gotta be patient. Yeah, gotta be patient. Gotta, y'all don't even. Y'all don't even know the behind the scenes of the technical <laughs> difficult. I had to get a different laptop from a friend. I had to like download Google Chrome on his laptop. 
I had to log into my Google account, which Google was like, you're not you. Like, I am me, but whatever. <laughs> Martin and I low-key had a whole other podcast going. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> About me sucking at podcasts. <laughs> yeah, man. It was awful. No, it's good. Uh, no, I think that was great. I fucking love you, man. Um, Same. Let's fucking end it. Let's fucking end it, dude. Yeah, let's, good point so, to end it. Uh, honestly, uh, if you have, I know you kind of mentioned some of your stuff going on earlier, but if you have anything else or just want to repeat, Dude, let everybody know. Yeah, what you we'll got do, going maybe on. we'll do a, a a transition 2.0 when I actually make the transition to Ohio, right? That'll be a good go. a good another a good plug. But hopefully, I'm back good on the podcast, up. you know, a few more times. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man. Uh, so yeah, follow the. Oh goodness gracious! Follow the podcast on Instagram at Almost Cool Pod. Uh, follow my man Piper over there, yeah. Piper 2.0 yeah, underscore yes. in the front. Underscore Piper 2.0. Dude, add him on Facebook. He's hilarious. I'm Clayton Bigsby on Facebook. Clayton Bigsby <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> Uncle Ruckus on Snapchat. I'm just, you know, not, I'm, I'm a hoot. Not, not for the faint of heart. Uh, let's see. <laughs> you can follow Marty, creation underscore of Martin. Uh, follow me, Jordan Hooter underscore. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, you can email the podcast, almostcoolpod at gmail.com. Uh, let's see. Um uh, Dude, it would be awesome if everyone could share an episode. Doesn't have to be this one, right? Although I'm sure Pipe would like the clout. Um, you can, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Can sh- if y'all share these episodes with people, that'd be phenomenal. Um, like, subscribe wherever you can. Honestly, I think that should yeah, cover it. Look as good as I sound, and, uh, but I'm not single, so don't get any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to make a joke, but it's a little inappropriate. All right, everybody, thank you so much. See y'all next time. It was-